Language can either connect or complicate communication. So in this episode, I'm gonna talk about how you should structure your messages so it can appeal to a cold audience and have them running to you to seek for your advice. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you wanna grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you wanna hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, current Christian family? It is Alec here, and language is very interesting. Have you ever had something happen to you before where it's like you're having a conversation, or let's say it's a colorful discussion, which a lot of people might call a argument, maybe? <laughs> let's say you're having an argument through text messages. Uh, it's a heated debate, and you write something verbatim, like word for word in a text message, and someone receives it, and they respond back with something totally unrelated to what you said and you're like I didn't even say that and it's like how did that how did that even happen you know I can't be the only one that's that's had this um <laughs> but you know when it comes to communicating it's a lot more complicated than it than it appears to be and the worst type of communication is the kind where you assume communication has happened in the first place I'll repeat that quote again I didn't come up with that I heard it from uh I, th I probably heard it from one of Craig Groeschel's podcasts, but the worst type of communication that can take place is when you assume that it has happened. So in Paul's letters, when he was writing to the Corinthian church, he points out twice how important it is to speak a language that others understand. And at the time of Paul's writing, you know, there was this growing number of people who were starting to speak in tongues, which is basically like a different language that's kind of like inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, and, you know, with this increasing number of people speaking in tongues, there's also a dramatic increase in people being very turned off by the sight and sound of it because many just couldn't understand the language they were speaking. And with this rise in tongue speakers, Paul points out the importance of having people interpret the language. Um, in 1 Corinthians Chapter 14, verse 27 to 28, Paul says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at most three should speak in turn, and someone must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, he should remain silent in the church and speak only to himself and God. Now, even though we may not be speaking in tongues when it comes to our business or our ministry, we may find ourselves speaking in terms and speaking in ways that are just not too familiar with people who maybe aren't as passionate as we are on the particular subject that we're talking about. You know, we've all had this happen before where we just get really excited about the thing that we're talking about, that we start using, like all this complicated terminology because we're like researching it online and we're like, oh yeah, this and that, and like, oh, the, the omega-3 is going in ketones and uh, like, I don't know, I was just starting to think of like, exercise terminology right there, but, or maybe even we have phrases, you know, phrases that the average layman wouldn't understand. <laughs> even the word layman, people are like, who? And it's like, no, no, okay. <laughs> but if you listen to my previous episode about creating messages that appeal to hot 
warm and cold audiences, then you know the importance of speaking in a way that meets each person at their spot in the journey to finding a solution to their problems. And if you are passionate about the ministry or the business that you run, you will likely run into scenarios where you're speaking in ways that would basically require an interpreter on standby. And to summarize the, uh, the episode where I was talking about like the different temperatures, what I was talking about in that episode is that when it comes to people who are hot, this means they are aware of what you offer and they understand it can satisfy their desires or solve their problem. You know, they're ready, they're ready to buy, they're ready to follow. But when it comes to people who are warm, they may not be aware of your product or of your service. And like they are aware of the desire that they have or the problem that they want to solve, but they just aren't too aware of who you are and why your thing is the is the right solution. But then when it comes to people who are cold, they may not even be aware that they have a problem, let alone be aware of a solution. So in that last level, in that temperature of, of people who are cold, these are the people who are like the most difficult to communicate towards. You know, speaking to a cold audience often feels like the hardest people to reach. And many churches and evangelicals, like they encounter this problem all the time. You know, they want to share the good news of Jesus, but the people they are sharing it with aren't even aware that there's a problem that requires the good news of Jesus's death and resurrection. So it's kind of like, how do you how do you bridge that gap of communication? And the same thing happens in businesses too. You know, cold audiences aren't aware of their problem, so you can't exactly try to present a solution to their unknown problem. And at a broad level, you know, they may know that their health or their wealth or their relationships aren't in a good position, but there isn't any understanding beyond that. You know, if anything, a cold audience is still at like the very beginning of their journey to learning what's wrong. So before you can educate on the solution, many people need to be better educated on the problem. So when it comes to bridging that gap of communication, um, you don't have to you don't have to worry about doing like a full PowerPoint presentation or anything like that to get people on board with what you're talking about. You know, the simple solution is to just kind of pivot your language a little bit. So, for example, like let's say if I were to try to go into a room full of Christians and I'm like, hey, who here is looking to discover God's calling by planting their purpose? They might look at me like I have two heads. <laughs> but if I change the language a little bit to say, hey, are you looking to have a more fulfilling walk with Jesus? Then some of them might be way more interested than if I were to have said that first question. And although the question was different, the solution of using planting your purpose will bring them to the same destination. But what's important to notice is that the different temperatures of people require different languages. So an ad for a hot, hot, an ad for a hot audience that knows your pot product and knows the solution that it offers might just need to read that like, hey, you know, we got the product at a discount. And it's like, whoa, boom, you know, a hot audience would see that and they'd be sold. So the planting your purpose book, if I'm like, hey, we're given uh, buy one, get one free. Boom. People, people don't need to be sold on what the book is. They already know what it is. And then they're just like, wow, this is a great deal. All right, I'll get that. Uh, but for like a warm audience, they'll, you'll need to like kind of talk about providing more so of like the desire 
that they're looking for. So for me, for the planting a purpose book, I may not say like uh, free plus shipping or whatever. For them, it'd be like how to discover God's calling in your life in 20 days. You know, discovering God's calling less than 20 days. Boom. It's like, you know, it's speaking to a desire. And an ad for a cold audience, you got to shift the language, just pivot it a little bit more. You got to help to like crystallize, better solidify their problem into a specific need. So saying, hey, do you want to discover God's calling in less than 20 days? It's like they may not even know that that's a thing that they want. So a way that it can be pivoted for a colder audience is like, hey, are you fed up with seeing those around you thrive while, while you feel like you're barely getting off the ground? It's like, oh, they're like, I've felt that before. They don't even, it's like, it's not even tied into planting your purpose yet, but it's speaking to a thing that's a byproduct of people who haven't gone through the planting your purpose method. But I know if someone's felt that, then they could definitely benefit from reading the book. So what you got to do in order to kind of get those different messaging levels is you got to research to find out what phrasing works best for your unique target market and the temperature of the people in that market. And a great way to uh, kind of find out how to communicate to a cold audience is to start by just imagining, like this is a really cool one, you gotta just like imagine what it was like when you started out. So for the most part, at least like when I've talked with people, when it comes to starting a business or a ministry, a lot of people who have started those, it began because they were trying to fill this void that they felt wasn't present in their own life. So you can kind of like ask yourself, like what were things like when you started your ministry or your business? Like, how did you feel when you were looking for a solution? You know, what things were you even looking for? Like what products or service services like seemed to provide the solution but ended up falling short? Because I know when I started my ministry, I thought I needed to start by finding out what I needed to do with my life. You know, I was searching a bunch of careers and fields of work that I was passionate about. I was constantly working and finding ways to like fill my time. But even though I was filling my schedule, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And then God kind of forced me to slow down and showed me that I shouldn't be starting with seeking what I needed to do. Rather, I should be learning to understand who God made me to be. And, you know, this shift in thinking totally changed my life. But if I were to try and make an ad that would attract the attention of younger me, you know, starting with God's calling may not have done the trick. So the quote, are you fed up with seeing those around you thrive while you feel like you're barely getting off the ground? You know, that's something that would have more likely caught my attention when I was in that colder audience phase. So another thing you can do or another thing that you should do to find out how you can communicate with this colder audience is, you, is to just bridge the gap, is to let them know how to bridge the gap between where they are and where they want to go. And, you know, it takes longer with a cold audience. You know, someone who is really unfamiliar with their problem and the solution you offer will need a lot of stories that can bridge the gap between where they are and where they want to go. And even the kind of language you use is important as well. So ask yourself, what words or phrases does your audience use that could help you better communicate to them? Like, does your audience have any false beliefs that would prevent them from buying when they do see what you have to offer? And 
another question you could ask yourself are is basically like what stories do you have that could help them unlearn those false beliefs so this method of warming up an audience that is cold it certainly takes longer than simply explaining your product or your service to an audience that is warm uh, but you may need to spend some time simply directing a cold audience to maybe like resources that educate them before you even ever mention a solution to them let alone your product or service so this idea of warming up customers continues to stay throughout the life of your business or your ministry and with each higher level product or service that you offer there's going to be you're going to need to incorporate new warming up processes uh, to get those people to kind of like move up in the in the buyer's journey so for example i have a friend who wrote a book on optimizing one's christ-centered business he had encountered the same thing where he would need to write his ads and social media posts in a way that would appeal to hot, warm, and cold audiences, like, respectively. And after someone would buy the book, they would read through it, gain a lot of value from that book. Uh, but my friend does more than just, you know, write books. He also offers coaching as well. So for this, he goes through the same process of reaching out to those who bought the book, writing to them in various ways, depending on if they were hot, warm, or cold, and if someone buys into the group coaching, he offers an even higher level of coaching that's uh, like one-on-one. -on -one. And again, he goes through the same process. And not everyone who buys his book is looking for group coaching. And not everyone who buys group coaching is looking for one-on-one -on -one coaching. But each ascending level, like each higher service that my friend offers requires the same process of identifying the temperature and speaking in a way that they understand. So just how speaking in tongues isn't helpful if uh, no one there understands what they're saying, you know, your product may be what people need, but the language you're using just needs to be pivoted so that others can see that what you offer is actually what they need. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a lot of fun <laughs> getting to do, do this one with you and uh, share some of the, the secrets behind the scenes stuff of how I've been kind of doing the marketing for my own book. And if you found that any of this stuff was useful in your own ministry, then please ask you to show your support by subscribing to this podcast. And if you think this episode or any prior episodes were any good, um, might, be, might be good for a friend or a family member, then please, I invite you to share that with them as well. And hey, God is calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. And I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.